Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. 6 in Edmonton, hour number two of Oilers now. Lots to hit on on today's edition of the show, which is, as always, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter and his staff wishing you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. By the way, one guy who's a big believer that Tyson Berry would be a great fit uh, in Edmonton was Hugh Porter. I mean, he is, we have talked about Tyson Berry on this show for the last five or six years. And, uh, and I get it. There's a strong analytics argument to be made uh, regarding the 5v5 play. But sometimes a guy just drives offense and is a right fit. And the Oilers uh, have got two of the top, uh, seven, uh, scoring defensemen currently in the National Hockey League, the highest scoring free agent signing. The Edmonton Oilers. So, I mean, it's been an intro. It hasn't worked with Turris to date. He's going to get another chance at some point. It certainly worked for Barry. And what about uh, uh, what transpired in terms of bringing Pulley back? Full disclosure, I probably would have traded him if it was me. And never would have seen him. And now we're just scratching. Now you're sitting there watching the Oilers going, this guy's going to be really good in a couple of years. Like, he's good now. But he's going to be really good in a couple of years here if he continues to improve it to the degree that he has. Um Momentarily, we'll head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. You can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. Brendan is a big part of the show. He is at Brendan with two E's, Scott with two T's. And some guests on our show receive your certificates to Japanese Village. Thrilled to serve you again uh, for dine-in and takeout options. Full details at jvedmonton.ca. Two. Brian Lawton for our NHL Network, uh, brought to you Wednesdays on Oilers Now by Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes, and they'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Hello, Brian. How you doing? 
I'm doing great, Bob. How are you? Good. Our, uh, I, well, I mean, uh, it's an interesting time, especially in light of the fact that uh, what occurred last night with Tim Peel and the league's quick decision uh, in that regard. And, of course, it's just reinfer- uh, reinforced and confirmed many of the perspectives out there that the, the, that the game is managed. It is not officiated. And uh, I'd like to get your, uh, uh, as somebody that's as close to it as anybody is, and you work right in that, uh, uh, you're, you're right in that tri-state area, uh, give me your give me your thoughts on what occurred on that uh, on that front regarding Tim Peel. Well, I do think you're exactly right. I mean, if I think back to the 500 plus games I played in the NHL, the game was managed. I can't tell you how many times you'd hear, "Hey, I I, I messed up on that one, but I'll, I'll I'll fix it. I'll get it right next period." And it was kind of accepted. The world is changing rapidly now, though, and this is not played very well from a public standpoint at all, and you can understand and appreciate why. Uh, I'm in tune with that. You know, the NHL doesn't rival a league like the NFL in terms of betting, uh, but there's just a million different angles and ways you could look at this, and at the end of the day, the NHL made a really sharp, hard decision, uh, in my opinion, to just say uh, absolutely not tolerable in any way, shape, or form. There's been some color added to that since from one of the players on the Nashville Predators. And, uh, you know, the way I look at it, it's it's a changing of the times, and it's a really unfortunate situation. Uh, but the NHL was very clear as to where they stand on this. All right, so let's go back to when you – because it's my belief that when you – and, of course, there were not mics everywhere. I mean, there has been some legendary stuff that got out afterwards, you know, the uh, situation with Kevin Stevens and – Brian Trotti with Pittsburgh giving it to Brian Bellows. I mean, that is funny stuff if you're checking it out on uh, on YouTube or Dave Brown uh, telling Tim uh, Tim Hunter, hey hey uh, you know hey Timmy, you got them blank and things cemented on. I mean, that is funny stuff if you're watching it as a fan's perspective. But there wasn't the discourse that was shared. All you had to do though was read lips, like Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier. Uh, when they were established stars in the league, they brought it on. You can't talk that way. To, like, you watched it. I've never seen Connor McDavid uh, verbally berate an official, and some fans would say he should. I think we're in a different place right now where, I, I, like, if anything, the, the, the officials have been a little bit insulated here. They don't have, they, they don't deal with the same veracity of, of uh, spoken word the way guys did back when you played. Is that a fair assessment? A hundred percent true. It's totally different. I felt like I used to be friends with certainly, you know, uh, Scampy and, and so many of the linesmen throughout the league. They had their names on their jerseys. It was easy to say, hey, how you doing, Scampy, or how you doing, you name it. A hundred other guys I could name. That's all gone now. Uh, that always kind of bothered me when we did that, but I understand, you know, why. But I love that. I love knowing the officials. I love, you know, it's just the heat of the moment stuff. It was never personal. It may have looked personal, but, you know, it was just kind of accepted. Well, that stuff is not accepted today. As a matter of fact, when I was in Tampa as a general manager, I went down to talk to the officials after a game, and they would not come out and talk to me. That is considered taboo in the National Hockey League. Now you're not supposed to talk to the officials. I did not want to yell at them. That's what the reason, That's what the rule was put into place for. I wanted to let them know it had to do with an injury occurred to a player, Marty St. Louis, at the end of a game, who was bleeding profusely, and the officials 
chose in that case not to blow the whistle and stop play. Instead, they let it continue. I was very upset about that, and I just said, look, guys, I don't care if a player's hurt, if it disrupts the play, if we lose the game, anything like that. That's why I wanted to talk to you. Just always know, blow the whistle. And that was it. But I could tell by the look in their eyes that they were in, I had to drag them out of the referee's room to talk to me. And in the past, that was not the case. You'd see these guys everywhere. You'd see them after the game. They'd be on flights with you. Uh, it's just a different world. And I think when you add in this betting component and things like that, yeah, uh, forget it. You know, it's it's a new world. So just get on board with it. The NHL has spoken loud and clear as to what their standards are. From your perspective, uh, is it fair or unfair to say that Colin Campbell is an overlord of this from a 30,000-feet perspective for the NHL, Brian? No, I I don't think Coley lives in a a vacuum. I think that, you know, the one thing about Coley you should know is he's going to ask other people their opinions. Yep. And uh, it's it's not necessarily consensus leadership, but he's not a guy riding by himself. Uh, this is the, this is how, in my opinion, the brain trust of the NHL uh, feels. I don't think it's any one person. Uh, I just think it's a collective view, and it's one that they feel strongly about, and they feel is the betterment for the game. That is their job. It feels it feels harsh, Bob. Let's call it what it is, because Tim is close to retirement and things like that. There's all kinds of angles I could take on this. The wording. He wasn't fired but he's not going to work in the NHL, it, it, it doesn't really matter. The end result is this can happen. Everybody else is put on notice. If you do do something along these lines, then expect the same treatment. That's it. So it's a cut-and-dry matter, in my opinion. There's just a lot of opinion that can come after that, and that's, of course, what we're doing and a lot of people are going to do. It doesn't really matter in the end, in my opinion. Brian, does the National Hockey League protect their stars enough? Uh, NBA, it's clear the stars kind of run the show a bit. And in the NFL, uh, offense is up. I mean, you can't play like the 1974 Pittsburgh Steelers anymore and, you know, have the uh, cornerbacks sitting there pounding the crap out of the wide receivers and, you know, wrapping them up 10 yards downfield and you can't hit the quarterback three seconds after he throws the ball anymore. Does the NHL do enough of that to protect their higher-end players? I don't think they do personally. Uh, I can imagine a lot of fans in Edmonton don't think they do probably either, being that they have some of the biggest superstars in the game right now on their team. But uh, that's just my personal opinion, independent from, obviously, Edmonton's situation. I just think that, uh, you know, football was really the first league that came out aggressively when they realized that guys were getting unfair treatment in terms of being driven to the ground, quarterbacks hitting blindsided, you know, shortening careers. And that was a really bad outcome or event for the National Football League. And they stepped in and said, look, these guys are our stars. They drive this league. They're a big part of what makes it so exciting and over the top. And they stepped in and and really changed the entire perspective. I think that's been a positive event for them. Uh, could hockey do more of it? I think so. I think so. It can be, you know, redundant because a lot of the superstar players are either so big, so fast, so skilled, whatever, that they do get a rougher ride on nights. And it is not easy 
the way our game is officiated. But at the end of the day, I do think it would be it would raise the league to even higher heights if there was even more protection for those star players. And, you know, from an Edmonton-centric perspective, we were gifted uh, Connor McDavid. And, I mean, we have we have listeners to the show that have texted today say they could call five penalties, six penalties, seven penalties a game on hooks and reach infractions against McDavid, interference, that sort of thing. So, obviously, you know, the more they call uh, and the less they game management, the, the better it might be when you have the higher-skilled players. I think at the end of the day, Bob, everybody agrees that we're, we are trying to get the less game management in today's world. Yeah, you know, it's really it's something of the past. Um, I don't think it's current for what's going on. I thought I've heard a couple of players speak on this already today, and they just said, "Look, why, why, you know, if we're working our tails off and the other team is getting a bunch of penalties, why should we get penalized at the end of the game to flatten that out?" That doesn't make any sense. They need to work harder and do what we're doing. That hasn't always been the case, but uh, I do think that is the right view, and I do think that's what the NHL is trying to say by this message. Just call the game. If somebody gets 55 penalties and the other team gets zero, because that's what actually happened on the advice uh, on the ice, then too bad. Not easy to do, though. You know that, Bob, and I know that, because we've been involved in games, and the chatter picks up when you get unevenness like that in a game. Oh, it's funny you mention that, because on this date, uh, I don't know if Brendan used it for this day in Oilers history. I was looking it up today. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers had a game against San Jose and the and the uh, Sharks. This was in, like, the, the late 90s, uh, mid to late 90s. The San Jose, it might, might have been around 97, 98. The San Jose Sharks had 100 penalty minutes in the game, and the Oilers had 32. McSorley and Nazarov each 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 had 39 penalty minutes. They they both got double game misconducts, and I remember there was a lot of whining after the game about how the game was officiated. You know, so it's kind of funny you mention that. All right, I'm going to switch focus. I'm going to take you back to October the 10th, the morning of October 10th. Brian Lawton said, "I'm hearing Tyson buried Edmonton is done. What a great fit, Brian. The highest scoring." unrestricted free agent that signed with a new team as of today is Tyson Berry, a defenseman, 30 points with Edmonton. Now, the analytics types will tell you it hasn't been as great as uh, uh, it could be and that uh, maybe a guy like Ethan Bear is actually better suited to play with Darnell Nurse. Uh, this is where I mentioned that Tyson Berry's plus 15 over the course of his last 26 games as an Edmonton winner. How would you... Uh, assess what's happened so far here with Tyson. Why Why? Why did you know that it was going to be a good fit? Uh, a lot of different reasons with Tyson. If you've really watched his game, <clears throat> he's proven to me a few times in the past that he's more than just an offensive guy. He's more than just a, a Curtis Foster who had a big shot, played on the power play. We could pick a bunch of guys. There's more depth to his game than that, and I saw that at key times, particularly for the Colorado Avalanche. I did not see it last year for Toronto, but there, there was some different reasons why that happened, in my opinion. The system that Toronto played, the lack of flexibility and mobility that was allowed to the D really hurt Tyson, and I was always concerned for him when he signed there. Now, keep in mind, by analytic standards and everybody else's eye test, he had a terrible year for Toronto. He still had 39 points last year. Like, that's not bad for a defenseman. So, 
at the end of the day, when I looked at the system that Edmonton's playing, the players that they have, him coming in, accepting that this is not my time to get a big contract. I just need to put myself in a position to do well. It's one of the more masterful jobs I've seen a player orchestrate for himself. Just get me with the right guys. I know what kind of player I am. I know I'll fit in and I'll excel. And, you know, in his mind, I'm sure he was thinking it'd be great to play for Edmonton with these guys. Obviously, Western Canadian kid loves Western Canada. Chance to win a Stanley Cup. Hopefully, chance to be a big part of it. And then the cherry on top would be eventually getting a nice new, fat, long-term contract. And so far... All those things look like they're happening, Bob. All right. So one-year deal, three point seven five million. If you were, uh, did he not switch agents? I believe he did. Did he switch agents recently? I don't know if he did recently. I think he did, but I wouldn't okay. want to say that to the right. previous if, group. <laughs> all right. I mean, you ran Octagon. So how? If it, it, it's like I think back to Anson Carter leaving the Vancouver Canucks, playing on a line with the Sedins. Uh, Tyson Berry is going to have options out there in the market. Uh, the St. Louis Blues signed away Tory Krug. It was north of six million bucks a year. I think it might have been six and a half or six seven five. I don't think Tyson's going to get that with the you know the fact that we got a flat cap. What would you would you tell him to go to market? Would you? I mean, if you were representing, would you tell him? You know what? Sometimes the fits just right and it makes sense. Like, how would you handle that situation if you were advising Tyson? Uh, I wouldn't be able to tell him anything yet unless, you know, in an agent role, you had sat down with the club, Ken in this case, and, you know, talked about what the future would look like, talk about the potential of, you know, what kind of term. Everything that I said has come true for Tyson in terms of the way he would have mapped it out last year. The negatives are the flat salary cap and, you know, the damage that the pandemic has done to the game. That's going to take a bite out of every player. That won't be exclusive to Tyson Berry. So now you have to get your head into a real spot and be real about what you're going to get, not what you could have got two years ago, because I think the market's changed significantly. And for the players that don't recognize that, we saw it last year. You know, we saw some guys out there hunting big tickets that just never materialized. I think it's going to be better, but I don't think it's going to be as good as maybe people are considering. So what does that mean for me if I'm advising the client? Hey, here's the reality. What's more important to you, that you earn $5 million more or you're on a team that has a chance to win, you enjoy the players you play with, it's a perfect fit for your game, you have confidence in the coach and management, you like the city, like you got to literally sit down and make your clients answer those questions. And when they do, you can give them the right advice as to what they should do. Some guys, and it's not surprising to any of the listeners out there, they, they're mercenaries. Just tell me what the you know headline number is. I don't think that's Tyson Berry personally, and I say that strongly because of what he did last year. A lot of players still couldn't have accepted what he did. That's a really club-friendly deal that he signed. And uh, that's not easy to do, but at the end of the day, he did it, and he's going to get rewarded for it. It just may not be as maybe as big as him and whoever his agent was at that time thought it was going to be. Oh, it's funny. You mentioned some guys are mercenaries, and I always chuckled uh, the first couple of years that I started doing the games because, you know, like, obviously we don't make what the players make, so we take the media bus to practice. And there, there was a certain group of players 
uh, that were very economical in their approach. Some guys would take the cabs. This was before Uber and that sort of thing. So some guys would have a cab waiting for them at 9.45 to get them to the rink at 10.15 or 9.30 or whatever. And other guys would wait at 10.15. And there was a reoccurring theme. A lot of times it was Europeans that were on the bus with us at 10.15. It always made me chuckle a bit. So, And I know he had some good jokes about that over the time. Brian, as always, thank you very much for your time. We'll hook up next week, okay? My pleasure, Bob. Thank you. You bet. That is Brian Lawton for Mattress Superstore. It is ding, 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 126 in Edmonton. When we come back, we'll do our North Division report for Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. He's pretty good. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than what task when outstanding customer service, a key to business as well. I'm going to see the folks tomorrow. Got to flip out a truck out at uh, Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. A 10-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Why do they win it? Because they treat you fairly when you uh, purchase a vehicle. They offer fair prices on warranties, insurance coverage, and financing fees. they got an excellent service department as well. They don't forget about you in case uh, there's a little bit of a glitch or something goes wrong. So let Johnny, Uncle Milt, Rich, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. And remember, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. To your North Division report for Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. North, uh, sorry, Toronto and Edmonton uh, remain atop the North Division, Bob. They're tied there with 42 points, although the Leafs uh, have a... And third place Winnipeg, I should say, just two points back. Both of those teams with two games in hand on the Oilers. So, uh, needless to say, this weekend series between the Oilers and Leafs is another huge one. Montreal remains two points up on Vancouver for the final playoff spot. Calgary has dropped two straight and have fallen two back of the Canucks with three games in hand, however, in Ottawa. Uh, four points in four straight games, but remaining in the North Division basement. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home, it all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. Find it, love it, move in. We will get to more of your texts and keep texting. I won't. Uh, I know we've we've received uh, several hundred today so far in the show. We'll try to get a few in around 150. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Then back with John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6:30. Chad.